are geek-centric, and you can be too. Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our special Behind the Geeks episode for the Marvels. My name is Nate, and if you're joining us for the first time, we are Geekcentric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, and all things Geekcentric. Now, joining me for today's entanglement, uh, we have my Fleur kitten, Justin Lawrence. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, my Fleur kitten? Fleur, Fleur kitten, Fleur companion, maybe? Why do we we don't got to put labels on it, Justin? It's yeah, fine. Sure, that's fine. That's, <laughs> we're entangled. That's, it's fine. We're entangled, it, and it, and, it, and it's fun. It it can be fun. Yeah, yeah. it can be fun, dude. It is a great <laughs> day. Uh, as of this recording, we've seen the Marvels. Uh, our review is out now. Um, we had such a great time with that movie. We're I think we're still riding pretty high in space uh, off that movie. Uh, we've got some special guests who helped to uh, you know, work on the movie and create the movie on the podcast here. Uh, and uh, some big news. This just popped. Uh, the SAG after strike is over and an agreement has been reached. Uh, I'm thrilled. I think we both are for, for everyone uh, involved. And, and just I'm stoked to see the industry just move forward um, so we can get more opportunities like the ones we had, uh, you know, on today's podcast. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, I was fortunate enough to sit down with composer Laura Karpman and executive producer Mary Livinos. Yeah, this was a great opportunity to chat with Creative Minds. Uh, working on this film because, man, like you said, we really enjoyed it. And yeah, a huge thanks to our friends at Disney Studios Canada and Marvel Studios Canada for this entire time during the strike, just keeping us up to date with opportunities to interview directors and writers and producers and, and costume designers like our latest series of interviews from uh, the creative minds behind Loki Season 2. It's been really, really great um, to kind of get more of a peek behind the curtain with with all of these projects that that have been going on so yeah this was this was a lot of fun and and, and again very grateful for the opportunity yeah there's some uh there's some pretty wonderful moments in in uh, in these interviews that uh we'll, we'll probably talk about uh after you you listen to them and or watch them so without further ado uh please enjoy our interview with composer laura karpman and executive producer mary livenhouse Hi, Laura. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us on the Geek-Centric Podcast. Uh, and I'm looking forward to chatting with you about the music you composed uh, for the Marvels. I actually had a chance to preview the tracks. And I have to say, there's just such a vibrancy to the overall score that I, I really enjoyed. And it got me thinking, you know, you, you have such a, a great body of work. And you've done work in video games. You've done work in television. Is there anything specific about working on a Marvel project that changes your creative process? compared to other projects you've worked on? I think this, the size and scale and scope is just big. And you're given a massive canvas to play with and a big orchestra. So I think that you want to think about really being able to fill those spaces and write the biggest, baddest, coolest music you possibly can. 
yeah, well, I think you achieved that oh, with, with some of the the fantastic music. I think it, again, as I mentioned, I, I was able to preview it, and there's there's just such a great mix of like heroic strings and booming percussions. I love the choir elements as well. And there were some cool sound effects. Like it sounded like at one point there's like a, a vortex effect that's happening. It's pulling the music through and it just, it created such a, um, a visual in my mind from just listening to it. And I just wanted to know like what goes into selecting the right instrumentation for the right moments? And were there any inspirations for you when building this score? Well, let me tell you, first of all, about those weird vortex elements, because they're actually pretty cool. The, everybody knows the film there's parts of the film that happen in space. So the mm -hmm. first thing you want to think about is what does space sound like? And I created a lot of environments for that. One is that I actually went to a prop house and rented space junk, like stuff <laughs> that had fallen from the sky. And because That's we're cool. on because we're on a geek podcast, I I I think these specifics your people might dig, right? So yeah, like sure. like literally pieces of rockets and stuff we played and created sound effects for. I also commissioned this incredible woman, Christina Talon, who's a data scientist as well as a composer, to create sonifications based on plot points, which of course I will never reveal even after everybody's seen the film. Um, right. So just like what does this particular, what could this particular thing sound like? So if you take the, the data and then translate that into music, that's what a sonification is. And finally, I hired the genius percussionist Evelyn Glennie. And the thing about Evelyn Glennie that is extraordinary is she's profoundly deaf. So she feels sound rather than hears sound. And that is what sound is like in space. You can't really hear anything, but you feel it in your body. And so the kinds of sounds that she created from her bevy of percussion play a big part in creating those kind of vortex and, and unusual sounds. So those three elements, as well as multiple choirs and a massive orchestra, were really the, you know, the, the building blocks of the score. Well, I, again, it just, there's so many rich layers to the score. So thank you for sharing some insight in regards to how you kind of came up with some of those very beautiful and unique sounds. Um, there is one thing I noticed though, throughout the score, I didn't catch any of the existing themes for our three heroes. However, there seems to be a new theme. I, I think it's called Higher, Further, Faster Together. I think that's the running name for it. I didn't have track names, but how did you kind of come up with this new theme for this trio of heroes? Well, I mean, we talked a lot about this, and I think the most important thing, and this this comes from Nia, is that the Marvels is not Captain Marvel 2. The Marvels is its own thing. So you have to think about the Avengers in relationship to Captain America or any of the, the mm -hmm. single-off films. Of It's more about creating a theme that really is about this collaboration between or among the three of them. And so mm -hmm. a new theme had to be created for that. And so that is mostly what the major theme uh, is. There's a little bit of Ms. Marvel in there. There is a theme created for the villain uh, and lots of different themes created for different emotions uh, connected to, to the film. But I think that the Marvels deserved a new theme for this kind of epic collaboration. 
Yeah, the theme serves as a symbol of unity and and uh, a sort of collective togetherness. So I think that that really does work. And I loved how it was sprinkled throughout the entire score. Um, Laura, thank you so much for taking the time to geek out with me about your music. I, I absolutely adored it. And I, I look forward to hearing what you do next. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you bringing me on the show. Bye, geeks. Hey, Mary. My name's Justin. Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast. How are you? Good. So nice to meet you, Justin. Thank you for the time. This is awesome. Well, thank you for making the time. Um, I had a chance to screen some of the footage and it looks fantastic. I'm very excited to chat with you about it. Um, first, though, I just wanted to kick things off. You've been with Marvel for, for a little while. I thought maybe we could find out a little bit more about what that journey's been like leading to the Marvels. Absolutely. I'm lucky enough to have spent the majority of my career at Marvel. I interned with Marvel back during college. Um over 10 or 11 years ago now um, and began working full-time with Marvel uh, back in like 2015. Um, It's been amazing to come up at this company where everyone is so supportive, um, where the best idea wins um, and we're all encouraged to bring our best creative to the table. Um, I Mm -hmm. also um, was lucky enough to uh, produce WandaVision. Right. That was my first spin around the dance floor. Um, and it was so fun to push the creative bounds of our storytelling with that show. And we're doing that again here with the Marvels, especially with the idea of entanglement and this team up movie that Marvel hasn't really seen outside of an Avengers movie. It's um, been an incredible experience. Well, yeah, you know, going off of that, you know, the Marvel seems to have a very different tone based on the footage I saw. Uh, compared to other MCU movies, it's it's a little bit more fun and a little a little less loom and doom of what we're getting with with Loki and and as season two, right? So, uh, in your opinion, I wanted to know how how do, how do you feel this film sets itself apart while still fitting into the larger MCU? The tone of this movie really reflects the taste of all the people that made it. It's Nia's vision through and through. Um, mm. She's a huge fan of the comic book space, and the first meeting that we had was just full of chats about all of our favorite characters. It has been a total joy to make a film with someone who's just as much um, a fan. And this movie is different than other Marvel movies in that, again, it's a team up um, outside of the Avengers and we've never seen that before. It's fun, it's fast paced, the movie really cooks. um, Yeah. And it's really the chemistry between the three leads that makes the whole story sing. And I think that's why you get the sort of fun dynamic that you get from this movie is because of their dynamic and obviously Kamala Khan being the geek that she is. Uh, so, you know, it's it's tons of fun to to see them all kind of interacting with each other. Now, I, I imagine you've seen this movie quite a few times already. Um, so I wanted to know, you know, given each time you watch it, is there something that you're specifically proud of from this movie that just like stands out and you're just like, yes. My goodness. So many things. There's so much to be proud of with this movie. And uh, despite the fact that I've seen it a million times and our crew has seen it a million times, even in the last days in the in the mix, just Mm -hmm. putting the final touches on the movie, we were cracking up the whole way through. Everyone can delight in something in this film. And that's what's so great. I, of course, am a huge fan of the Fleur Kittens and the chaos they bring to the screen. (laughs) <laughs> of course, that that's very fitting. Um, now, we, as you mentioned, we do get to see our heroes go through this sort of entanglement situation. I wanted to know if, if you 
could be entangled with any one of these heroes, Monica Rambeau, Ms. Marvel, or Captain Marvel, who would you choose and why? Oh my gosh, that's a really incredible question. I think I would have to say Kamala Khan because she always winds up in crazy adventures doing wild stuff and she's a total blast of a character and I would love to live in her world. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Well, you're an absolute blast, Mary. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us on the Geek Centric Podcast. I uh, hope you have a great rest of your day and I look forward to seeing more of the movie. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoy it. Really appreciate the time. And we are back. Um, I think, honestly, if you if you just listened to those interviews, obviously those two very talented women are incredible. I do have to highly recommend if you're driving right now, pull over and take a look at some of the style that was rocking uh, in these interviews. I mean, Justin, you looked good, but Laura, come on, like she's rocking two sets of glasses. She's got like this amazing black and white motif going on. Yep, she looks so stylish. Yeah, she's like a she was like a friendly, stylish Cruella Deville. If that makes sense. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So absolutely. Uh, but and she's got such great style, which just gives adds to her presence. She's so confident in the way she talks, and she's so friendly, and it's just absolutely lovely to have the opportunity to chat with her. And she's an artist. The way she talks about how she composes her yes. music and how pa her passion goes into it. She right? lives and breathes the music that she's making for sure. A hundred percent. And I think it's great because you know you see that in the way she geeks out with us and and talks about. Uh, the the sounds that they used and how they got these sounds for some of the score. Oh, it's so cool, man. The fact that they she went to a, a prop house and rented stuff that so she says fell out of the sky is is so cool. And I think, you know, her working with uh, Christina Tallon, who's mm -hmm. not just a composer, but a data scientist to compose sonifications using data, like using plot points from the story is so dope. Uh, and then she also mentioned Evelyn Glennie, um, who's uh, deaf, and and she she's uh, she's a percussionist, and the fact that she feels sound, uh, and that's how she composes is so damn cool. And I think it, I think the coolest part about that story is, in a way, she, you know, she worked alongside two other women to kind of create her own team of marvels yeah right and it's it's like an epic collaboration yeah. and the movie's about an epic collaboration and um i just thought it was so cool and i yeah i love it i love the fact that she made a new theme for the marvels and and as a team and yeah. uh and dude when she says by geeks i mean it just made my heart melt i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so good no i totally agree i think you can really hear her sense of passion and love uh for what she does in the way that she talks about you know, coming together with others to kind of build this incredible sound bank uh, and, you know, imagine what being in space sounds like. So, so good. And I mean, you know, she wasn't the only stylish one. I think Mary that had that sick red leather jacket, like just looking just dope AF. And, um, you know, I think she's it's cool. She mentioned she's been working with Marvel for over a decade. Uh, the fact that she started as an intern is crazy and now she's she's you know an executive producer with the company and uh she worked on wandavision and now this movie and you know i think it makes total sense to to you know go she's worked on wandavision and now this with you know monica rambeau being so involved obviously in both of those uh stories um i like that she said the tone reflects the taste of the people 
that made the movie. And you can absolutely tell. And, you know, I think um, in subsequent interviews, I've seen uh, Nia DaCosta and how much of a fan she is. And I think from this interview between between Nia, Mary and probably Iman standing together in a room at some point that I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall hearing just how geeky <laughs> those conversations sure. could have gotten. Oh, yeah. And, and you, you know... It definitely went there. Yeah. Again, to your point, highlighting the 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 collaborative nature of what goes into this movie and the topic of the story being, you know, a trio of heroes that have to come together and work collaboratively. You know, I think that there's just such a great sort of uh, art imitating uh, life uh, behind yeah, this whole project that I think is is really great. And, and like you said, it's it's a it's a movie about heroes that are are, are women and. It, you know the production is is very much featuring uh women uh and behind the scenes and and i think that that's that's great absolutely and and i 100% agree with her i would want to be entangled with uh miss marvel sorry justin but i think getting a chance to <laughs> getting a chance to to enjoy a con family dinner would be amazing and i i think getting to hang out with uh nakia and bruno playing smash brothers would be so dope and it would be so much safer than anything else in the world that Monica or Carol might be up to. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, cuz there's like they're they're pretty much going through varying degrees of space, right? At all times. Monica's closer seems. to the earth, yeah. but she's still in space, but then Captain Marvel is out there. So, yeah. yeah I, I would just if... switch with if if I entang- was entangled with Captain Marvel, I would I just switch and explode in space. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be great. That would not be great. Um, but that is it for this special Behind the Geeks episode for the Marvels. Time. Uh, keep in mind, we have a ton of other episodes covering recent releases with our spoiler-free reviews uh, for, again, the Marvels, uh, as well as the Netflix series Blue Eye Samurai, Invincible Season 2 Part 1, David Fincher's The Killer, and Goosebumps Episodes 1 to 5. We also have some great interviews besides this one as well, like our most recent interviews uh, with, uh, with the creative team behind Loki. Uh, Justin had the chance to sit down with Dan DeLeo, uh, who directed Episode 2, Kazar Farahani, who directed Episode 3, and production, uh, and he's also the lead production design on the show, uh, Christine Wada, who was the mastermind behind the costumes on the show. Uh, he chats with all of them about their individual journeys, but also very similar to what we've been talking about with this Marvel project, the collaboration uh, that goes into the creation of Loki season two. So check out those interviews uh, either here on your podcast service of choice or go check them out on YouTube at youtube.com slash geek centric. Plus we are continuing our watch club. Speaking of Loki for Loki season two, our finale episode is coming very soon. uh, And we're so excited to talk about the finale of that show with a very special guest. Um, So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, You can join our discord by using the link in our description and you can talk to us about the Marvels once you've seen the movie we'd love to talk to you about it um and also we are going to be doing a spoiler filled uh discussion uh, about the end of the movie and some very interesting incredible moments uh that happen in that ending uh so stay tuned for that as well uh and lastly you know, we'd love to become Rotten Tomatoes certified. If you'd, if you'd be so kind to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you think of these, uh, these interviews, these Behind the Geeks episodes and our reviews uh, and our watch clubs. Justin, I think we did it. I think we flew higher, faster, further. And now you say, together, baby. 
<laughs> together, baby. Okay, we're we are entangled. Um, but <laughs> as we say, love ya. Peace. <laughs>